out man the, the thanksgiving shenanigans continue somebody after listening to our episode last week sent me an article of a young lady who had a bad back sent me an article of a young lady that had just moved to a new city had gotten a new job and she was there relatively not too long, about a year. And she had garnered some friends and built some relationships and built some rapport with people and said she would love, love to have a Thanksgiving party a day or two before Thanksgiving. So she sent out her invites. Thanksgiving? Before Thanksgiving. So a day or two before Thanksgiving. Right? Friendsgiving. Yeah, Friendsgiving. Thank you. Friendsgiving. And she ends up sending out her invites. People respond, say that they're coming. She said, please let me know if you're coming or not, because I got to go find oh, the food and make the food. I saw this. I saw this. I, I didn't see I did. And, and then... I love the... the <laughs> you, this nigga loves it. This <laughs> and then the day comes and nobody shows up. To nobody. Nobody <laughs> and her man, her man took a picture. Sweat. Nobody. No, 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 no. And I thought that was the greatest display of people do not like you as much as you think they do that I've ever seen before in my life. Yeah. And, the and, person that and I know the person that sent it to me said, at least your Thanksgiving wasn't this bad. And I read the article and I was like, God. Yeah. Did you I feel mean, bad for her? I kind of did. Because people, right. dude, it's one thing that you like, okay, it's one thing if, like, if you, I'll put it this way. Either one of two things happened. Either she was completely manipulated by these people that she thought that she, they were her friends or she's completely naive and wasn't able to see the red flags and pick up on body language and all that other stuff to realize these people don't really kick it with her as much as they say they Because for which you Which one would go, you assume that it was? Just an assumption. Which one would you take a guess that it was out of the two options? I've, 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 I've become more pessimistic. I, I think that she was just naive. I think she, she was she just naive too, like that nobody show up though. Well, why like, nobody though? Nobody. Really so, naive. To anytime like, that you've played, this, planned a party. All those relationships? Anytime you plan the party. She said, she said she sent out like 10 invites. That's 10 what I'm saying. People. Every single person was like, yeah, I got you. I'm coming. I'm bringing X, Y, and Z. Hmm? Yeah, that sucks. That's so, so, so. Anytime you plan a party, there's typically some sort of check-in that you'll do a couple of days before the party, right? You'll do, hey, man, just double checking to make sure that you're coming to the party. Or, hey, man, I asked you to bring, you know, fried turkey to the party. You're still bringing fried turkey to the party. Like, right? That's typically what happens in these smaller parties. You mean to tell me that you didn't get some indication from these people? when you did this check-in that they wasn't fucking with you like that to the point where they would not only like you know this had to be a group thing right it can't be a coincidence that 10 people all of the same i mean that's like the greatest coincidence of all time 10 people coincidentally all made separate plans so this is a group effort you know at least three of those people Communicated like, yo, you got the invite? Did you get the invite? Did you get the invite? We'll fuck her. Like, yeah, like, nope. Oh, you're not going? Then I'm not going. You're not going? Then I'm not going. You ain't going? I ain't going. Yeah, what Phil just described sounds exactly like what they guarantee you, out of those 10 people, she's probably halfway close to maybe two. And I feel bad for her from the standpoint that the money that you spent. When the topic came up about 
Yeah, the money that she spent, I feel bad for more than anything else. Like just everything. She said she went she went hard. She said she went hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a that would have been a, that wouldn't have been a black woman though. And that's the thing. Like if that had been a black woman, a black woman would have went upstairs, changed their clothes. First thing they would have, they would have read the signs. It wouldn't have happened to them. They wouldn't have got sidetracked like that. Black people know when other people really ain't fuck with you. So we don't tend to invite them to the party. So we don't get sidetracked like that. But in the case that it might have happened, a black woman would have went upstairs, changed her clothes, and went to each of these individuals' homes and had that conversation. That might have included hands and feet. Now, you know, hands and feet <laughs> might have been included. I'll tell you right now, like, you know, something like that makes it very efficient, very efficient in the way to cut people off. Oh my God! Like, oh, everybody's cut off. Like, like I guarantee, I, I guarantee you, there's a bunch, there's a bunch of people copping, please. But, oh yeah, that's that's, that's but, easy yeah, cut yeah, off. A bunch of people copping, please. A day, like, a day later, you know what I'm saying? But she's like, nope, I don't need to talk to ten people. That's an easy. Bro, way if you ain't got a doctor's excuse. Everybody's cut off. If you ain't got a doctor's excuse, saying that you was in the ER, you have up. a child, you have a child, grow up or lose a limb, get out of here. You know what I'm saying? Luckily enough, she had a boyfriend that came through and like brought his friends or whatever and tried to make up for it or whatever. I, like I said, naive or not, I, I felt bad it. for it. I would have cool. just took her out. I would have done that. I would just took her out too. I wouldn't I would have took her out. I mean, she'd already we loaded, done all that food though. We could have loaded like, the food up. We could have donated that to some folks, man, that just exactly. went out to two of us and celebrated. But why post that on social media though? What what's what's the point of for your friends? Yeah, like yo. Like you get your ass kicked and then you post on social media still. True. Like I don't understand that. True. And not, it's not like it's not like she aired out the she's not like she aired out the folks by name. Yeah. Yeah, tag them in the post. Yeah. But but they know that they, they know that they were they were the ones invited. And people who know her probably know that who was she invited. You know what I mean? And, and and even worse, some of those friends probably met 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 parents. She probably met some parents and stuff. And so they wait a minute. Well, you know, so it's a domino effect. You know what I'm saying? Just how, do you, how do you? I'm gonna ask you that. Just a half I'm a ask you. How do you? How do you walk into work the next day? Like that? Oh, I walk into work with my head held high, bro. Like good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. See, see, I'm not letting them. I'm not good letting morning. them mess with my money just because they didn't show up. I'm still. I'm still getting my check. Everybody. You know what I'm saying? And on break, if they want that work, I give them that work on break. But I will come in. I will come in with four hot coffees and probably yeah. steal that shit. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm coming in with plates from the night before, from the, the, the dinner that they missed. Like, <laughs> you mother, I'll be a motherfucker. That's when you got to step your petty game up. You got to be a petty Jedi at that point. <laughs> I'm gonna file complaints with HR about your breath. Yeah, 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 bro. I'm okay. snitching. I'm the, I'm the king I'm snitch, bro. Like all that bullshit you said, all that bullshit you mm -hmm. said, uh, not to tell so and so about. I'm telling them oh, everything. Bro. I'm telling them everything. Every day I'm emailing a summary. Like yeah, 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 yeah. I'm getting everybody fired, and then I'm quitting. <laughs> You right guys are mother you guys are great A motherfuckers, both of you. Great A motherfucker. USDA great A motherfuckers. Most one of those friends, I'd be so shook. I'd be like, yo, should we have done that shit? So we have done that shit. <laughs> we don't know her though. So we have done that shit. She, she might come in, she might come into the job you know, with something right. hot for you, boy. I'm I telling you. And she's and she was a young, she was a young girl too. Yeah, you know how the clears get them clears. The clears get their fillers, boy. They start pulling out the ratchet, showing up like it's a post office. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What is up? Back once again. Poor woman. Poor woman. Shut up. 
back once again. It is the incredible in the black podcast. And in case you weren't aware, this is the podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown ass men who always get the invites and mostly always show up to where they're invited to. I am <laughs> I am your host, Nico, Mr. In the Black himself. But you know, as usual, I can never do this alone. Let me introduce the rest of my invitee party. Crush, say what's up. What's good, everybody? L, say what's up, man. Shit, I'm turning down invites right now, bro. This nigga, <laughs> goddamn. Nope. <laughs> what's good, family? Oh, no, no. I got invited to a party tomorrow night. I'm like, uh, I don't fuck with y'all like that. If you're checking this out on YouTube, don't listen to that dude. You are invited. Come and subscribe. Hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you join the family. But if you want to really join our family, L, please tell these good folks how they can do that, man. Hey, man, you got an invite <laughs> to our party. <laughs> this is one that you and your mama want to show up to, though. So no bullshit. You can come on over to uh, our website, www.inthebloodpodcast.com. This is the place, man. This is the hub where you can listen to old shows, read articles. But more importantly, this is where you can become a member of our family. You can get backstage access to some of the bloopers and some of the shit that we talk about when the camera's not rolling. We share those things. And there's two ways to get a hold of that, right? Well, actually one way, and that's you becoming a member of our Patreon. But on the Patreon, there's a number of tiers that you can actually select from. In each tiers, you get a different level of bonus and, and just dope shit. But if you just want to donate directly to us to continue to help us build an independent black media apparatus, because there are very few independent black media apparatuses, you can donate directly to us via Cash App dollar sign in the black pdcst and i didn't forget that if you want to buy some of our swag some of the stuff that we're putting forth out mugs hoodies t-shirts etc in order to continue to build independent black media not that bullshit that roland martin has but independent black media <laughs> you know support us in one of those two ways man uh, Patreon or Cash App. We appreciate you. And not just Roland, Oprah also, but Oprah's a little bit bigger of a giant. We don't want to fuck with her too much. Uh, yeah, but hey, man, that's how I become a member of our family. Roland and all of the folks on his show, we ain't get nobody that's ever been on Roland's show to come on this motherfucker. Like, none of them. None of Roland, them. bring all that smoke, bro. We got smoke for you for days. No bullshit. So I did get a black box letter. Tonight's black box letter actually comes from Malik. Malik sent in uh, a message to me asking me how come we have not yet spoken. I said, nigga, we just got back. But how come we have not yet spoken about Joel Olstein and his treacherous ways? So in case you weren't aware, and we talk about anyway. In case you weren't aware, recently a plumber who was sent over to Joel Olstein's megachurch discovered a stack of cash and checks behind a false wall in the bathroom behind a toilet. Now, mind you, in 2014, the church had uh, the church had said that they had been robbed of all of this money. And let me see how much. They said robbed of up to $600,000. 600,000. That's what the church claimed, that they were robbed of up to $600,000. Only for this plumber to be doing his work and find a fucking wall full of all these checks and cash. The investigation. 600,000. They have not said the total amount. So that's one. Okay. But I believe it's six hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but in addition to that, the odd thing is the investigation is still ongoing, and they have tied at least some of the checks found behind that false wall to the claims of the checks that they said that was stolen. If there is good news to bring from any of this. The plumber recently did get $20,000 from Crime Stoppers for finding this because apparently when the when the church announced that they had been robbed, 
Crime Stopper said, "Hey, we'll give you five thousand. We'll give anybody five thousand dollars who comes up with any evidence leading towards the complete investigation of this crime." And the church, Joel Olstein, I should say, said, "Our church will give you twenty thousand dollars if you help us to find this money." What ended up happening, Crime Stoppers, one of the executives from Crime Stoppers found this dude and said, hey, you know, I know that we had initially promised 5,000, but we want to give you 20,000 given how everything has gone. And it's been, what, seven, eight years at this point. Yes, yeah, seven years at this point from when it actually happened. So, hey, here's 20 grand. So at least he lucked out. So given everything that you've heard, what, what do you think about Joel Olstein or about this situation, I should say? Are any of you, well, I know that I know that at least one of you is not going to be surprised at all, but go ahead. I'll let Crush go first. I'll let Mr. Insensitive finish it up. I I am not shocked. I mean, you know, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the, the extent of, uh, of the jokes, um, of course, would entail false walls and uh, secret slides <laughs> of actual checks. It stacks again. I mean, why not? Why not, bro? Like, like why? Like, you, you saw an opportunity because you, mm, man, he, he a false report to the police. No one is even. No one's even mentioned that. You're right about that. Right. Falsified. Well, the investigation's still ongoing. They have not determined. Right, right. They haven't determined it was a false report. Even know? though you found some cash and checks behind a false behind a false on the property. So okay, never mind. <laughs> Mr. Insensitive, what you got? QJZ. I'm a hustler, baby. <laughs> I just want you to know. Woo. <laughs> Man, listen. It's the fact it's, it's it's not surprising. It's it's deeply troubling though, right? I think it's troubling from the standpoint of the prosperity gospel, which Joel Osteen would be the white godfather of, right? Because there's there's mm. levels and, and playing field and yeah. dynamics to it. Oh, yeah. It's not surprising that this would be something that he would be found in close proximity of, right? Because in fairness, we don't know his ultimate role or responsibility in this, right? But we also do that and know that in most churches, the pastor does know the ins and outs and things like that of what's going How on. How finances move? Good, you heard about that? Good, bad, or ugly. But the fact that you actually hid or someone hid an excess of six hundred thousand dollars inside a wall is deeply concerning if i'm a member of that church in a variety of ways right yeah remember a couple of years ago when houston got devastated which they still haven't recovered fully from the flood joel osteen's church was one of the first places that people in houston actually sought refuge in because not only is it a massive church with tons of resources it sits kind of up on a hill and it didn't get deeply affected by the, the horrible weather that his church was one didn't want to participate in any of the relief efforts, right? But initially. this is a church that initially, it, not until the heat got turned up and That's there was tons of backlash to it. So it's it's not it's not surprising. Uh, I don't think anyone should be shocked that this and and to me it's you know you found six hundred dollars in his in his. You know, in a wall in his church, I'm concerned more about the millions upon millions of dollars that's in his bank account that he has, you know, profited off of a lying gospel, a bastardized gospel, manipulating the works of Jesus Christ in order to gain such levels of wealth. That concerns me and makes me more angry than a motherfucker just having a little piggy bank and behind his church wall. So mm. it's not surprising. I just find it deeply fascinating. The thought process of someone actually hiding that type of money in a wall. That's some old mob gangster, old that school, is, 50s, and it's still uh, fuck Joel Osteen all day. Joel Osteen, T.J. Cleflo. I mean, I can run out of lists. All these, all these dudes who 
have been robbing people, poor people primarily, for years. Do you think that the? Do you think that it's because one of the folks that brought this to my attention, because it wasn't just one one person sent me the article, but other people have already asked me about us having this conversation, and sure. some of them are folks that are have no Christian. association. Oh, no, sorry. They are, have no association with religion whatsoever. Right. At least one of them is a full-blown hardcore atheist, and a friend of ours. I'm sure. I guess you could call them a friend of ours. Uh, all of all of you that listen are friends. Um, no, person- no, fuck that. No, 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 no. <laughs> there are adversaries out there. I don't there know why I try to. I don't know there why are. I try to be the nice guy because this dude always comes out every single. So, I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. Go ahead. I know you. I know you couldn't. So Ooh, I tried. Basically, it was like. Why this is the this is the type of shit that I'm talking about? Religion is corrupt. You guys are following. You know how you know the the, the routine. Yeah, 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 You're following yeah, yeah. the white man's Jesus and all this other stuff. So, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, I don't know how to reply to that. Not necessarily because I don't have well, scripture or have my own feelings towards it. But when you're faced with a situation like this, right? You there really is no. There really is no cleaning it up. Because I think there is, is, though, Sean. You think I so? Think there yeah, is. I think yeah. anybody that sees this, if they, they've if well, no, they've made I don't up think their it's, mind to feel a particular way. I don't think it's fair, right? That I'm one who is openly critic criticizing of all religions to a degree. I ask questions, yada yada yada. Yeah. But I don't I'm I'm trying to move away from holding the actual deity that a religion represents accountable, accountable for, for the behaviors of you know their followers I, I find that really really difficult to do that because again anybody can take any ideology or education for instance right educational belief and manipulate it and twist it to use it for their benefit i mean the u.s government does it in public schools every day so you can do that type of thing so it's really difficult for me to really try to hold god accountable for the followers that do stupid shit in god's name I understand that I understand the thought process and I, I don't want to just wipe it away and make it seem like it's not relevant or important, Understood. Yeah. but I think there is a deeper conversation that should be, take place behind this with actual followers of these followers of this particular, these, those particular religious beliefs to actually get into the meat of it and not just say, you know, Christianity is responsible for all these horrible, atrocious things. When it's not, it wasn't Christianity the religion that did it. It was people who were in walking in that so-called framework of that religious belief that did those things. And there are the tenets of all these religions that are evil, patriarchal, misogynistic, racist, all those things. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that the gods that these religions align with should be held responsible or worse don't deserve us to analyze our relationship with them based off of the relationship that some dumbass, weird, evil, manipulative followers have done in the name of that deity. Mm-hmm. I think that can get, it gets really tricky. I mm-hmm. think there's a fine balance there. Uh, we've gotten in, in the in the process of having this conversation or talking about this with other folks, I we did get a compliment, which is rare these days because we usually get white people jumping in our dms talking that bullshit but uh we got a compliment about how honest we are about our journeys which i think is a testament to how we talk on this show so i can say i appreciate that i'm going to ask you guys this question then but let or, crush let crush chime in real quick because yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. oh no i mean i was just you know i, I mean i agree you know the in spite of my uh view you know the it's the, the concept of God is not flawed. It's the application of it that becomes flawed through uh, human nature. Um, you know the concept of God is supposed to be perfect. So, but the application of it through a religion, from what I've seen growing up, was mostly as a tool against my people. 
a tool against my people from from colonized islands. You know, I saw what it did to my grandmother's mentality. Yep. Towards 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 women of color. You know, I saw what it did to my father. I saw what it did to my my grandparents. You know, mm-hmm. I saw. You know, I mean, you know, Jamaica yep. Jamaica still has a queen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, and that's, that's partly rooted in Catholicism. You know, so mm-hmm. I have a hard time, you know, reconciling. You know, while I've seen the benefits of it on a, on a, on a psychological level, on a, on a community level, um, yeah. but you know, when, when you see it applied this way, it's hard. It's hard to it's, it's hard to uh, justify uh, its uh, continued uh, hmm. propagation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I think that's fair. It's hard. Yeah. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm going to ask this question anyway. I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you think people like Joel Alstein and Gruffalo Dollar and their like are a necessary evil? And what I mean by that is that they play such a role in the community to placate and to codify and to soothe people that would otherwise in most instances, look at their life and may be in despair, right? When you know that the bills are piling up, your kids are having difficulties, mama's in the hospital, she's sick, and then you find this quote-unquote refuge and someone tells you (laughs) that it's going to be better, do you think that it's a necessary evil? It just so happens that it's coming through these dudes that are making millions of dollars off of it. It can't be the only oasis in your life. I'm, I'm, just you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not judging if that happens to be the case, but you know, um, I would like to think that necessary evil. I would like to think that you know we we can, <laughs> we can finally grow beyond any need for necessary evil in our community and our reality here. You know that you know that we can grow, that, you know that things like Creflo Dollar and Joel Austin are just a bump in the road of our progress. You know, a nasty bump as it is, but nevertheless, um, I, I would hate to think that these kinds of structures are what we need to uh, survive psychologically. Mm. I, I, w- I would like yeah. to think we're better than that. Mm, mm, mm. I like to think. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think. I don't like that. F- I understand the question, so this is not a a response to you specifically but i don't like the necessary evil idea uh because it's still evil right it's still it's still doing horrendous damage and while joe Osteen and others of his ilk are the face of this particular ideology in this so-called gospel they're just a small portion and a small piece to a larger system that has been directly responsible for oppressing poor, primarily black people for generations, right? So I can't find any quote-unquote possible goodness or anything in that. Uh, But I feel the same way about the lottery system, which you know, is a direct correlation between the lottery system and the prosperity gospel. You're, you're both mm. knowing the same thing. It's a scratch-off type it's of God that if I, wow. you know, it's, it's very similar. And you see the addictive, pervasive nature of gambling in our community. But you also see that when it comes to lotteries, going back to the number rings, that it was a source of what for our people? It was a source of possibility. It was a source of hope as evil and as egregious as it was it was still a source of hope so there is that component with this gospel and this bastardized version of christianity but i think the whole system in and of itself is still nonetheless evil mm. I mean, it's 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 what i had what i had to call religious capitalism <coughs> That's westernized evangelicalism is yeah, a perfect balance where two hands get to feed two beasts at the same time in your soul mm. You know, it gets it gets to feed the idea that you follow this rule that you will get you will be financially better off, but also feeding your idea that you're going to be spiritually well off. Mm-hmm. And yet, and yet, it, it feels very false. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? All right, 
crush. And hold, Give before we go, just real quick, that, that, I just want to say the damage that that gospel does or that version of religion does to the people who are on the fringes of faith cannot ever be understated, right? Because that oftentimes is the piece that keeps people away from having a, a fully functional and healthy relationship with a God right it's the thing that oftentimes prevents people what we do how we model our faith is a hindrance or the door for people to come in to intro be introduced to the faith and i don't think we take that into consideration enough crush what do we have next man well i just came across a very interesting story from the washington post um, reporting uh, that a teacher, a white teacher uh, named Mr. Matthew Hahn uh, was fired from his job in rural Tennessee uh, for teaching or uh, making the statement that white privilege is a fact. Um, according to the story, uh, it's been five months since he's been fired according to when the story broke, which was uh, about, uh, earlier this month, on December 6th. And uh, he's been waiting for uh, for a response to his appeal, and it hasn't happened. And they go into his background on the situation, and apparently, of course, amidst all this critical theory nonsense going on, you know, he admitted that he had never even heard about critical race theory until, you know, uh, this uh, this issue became uh, came came to his doorstep because he had uh, been uh, had been teaching this class called called contemporary issues, I believe. And um, he had addressed different issues before like this, rather openly with his class. And there had never been a complaint before. He has called contemporary issues. Um, but until this, until this time when he actually stated uh, in the wake of the uh, George, uh, George Floyd shootings, yeah, he, uh, he made a statement that, um, that white privilege uh, is a fact. And uh, after that, uh, the parents lost their damn minds. And uh, they say he apologized. But then a little bit later, he, asked, he assigned the class to write an essay. <laughs> so, uh, he assigned the time he's a coach essay, uh, the first white president <laughs> to the class, and, and parents flipped out again on him. And then, and then Tom, he said, I promise to stay away from the top. But in late April, a student mentioned my students during the class discussion, and he couldn't hold, he couldn't hold himself back. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he had to he starts he, he pulled up a YouTube video uh, of a of a black poet who did a four minute poetry about my white privilege. Kept going, kept going hard as a motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> and he actually said before he played that I'm probably gonna get fired for this. And a month later he was he was fired. Um. So uh, now you know. Ironically enough, in May, they mentioned an the article that Tennessee passed legislature or passed legislature uh, banning critical race theory from its schools and forbidding educators from teaching the individual by virtue of individual individuals' race or sex is inherently privileged, racist, sexist, or oppressive. <laughs> so, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? You know, I mean. It's on, on one. It's 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 ironic, you know that. I mean, it's hard. It's hard. To see, it's hard to say that you know, you know how, how much of a detriment this is to his life, other than the attention that's given to him. You know, if this was a black teacher, they probably been pretty dire straits, and they lost their job. Mm -hmm. This, but this issue, the way it's being framed in the article, is being you know examined from all angles, apparently. So what do you guys think? Go ahead, Elf. <laughs> you wait for me to say some slick shit. I know you are. I am. But, I am. But you know what? I'm not. I what? applaud. No, no, I'm not. I applaud. Are you going to hold on, hold on, hold on? Are you? You're about to give this gentleman cr credit? I mean, the, the article gets very interesting. Are you going to give him kudos and credit? I am. I'm going to give him kudos and credit. Crush, mark this Listen. shit down. He actually is going to give a Bro, white It's the Christmas season, man. You know what? One, I one day one out of December, out of bro. I, one <laughs> December. <laughs> I, I, got, I got to fill my quota, bro. A white person to stop giving a fuck about being white. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, 
I gotta give a white person credit at least once a year, and this is my time. So, uh, Tom, this is your this is your moment, bro. This is you, you've made it. You've made it to my give a, a clear list. You know, but anyway, no, in sincerity, in full sincerity, I applaud what this gentleman tried to do. Right, I applaud him for actually taking his newfound information based off of what he's seen in the world and taken into a setting where the idea is that uh, fresh minds uh, are breeding grounds or the perfect yeah breeding grounds for this sort of information. So I applaud him for taking this opportunity and this level of uh of chance, because I won't say it's a risk because he's white, right? He's a white male. Uh, he's a white male educator, and the likelihood of him actually bouncing back and begin becoming successful or landing on his feet is far greater than one of us being in a similar setting, right? So, but but on that sense, I do give him credit for attempting to do that. But I think listening to it it shows some some it's when i say the newness and the beginning of his indoctrination to it because most black folks are not running around yelling about white privilege that's not some shit that we're really focused on uh that is something that you know he probably got out of robin d'angelo's book you know to understand what that is we who are actually doing the work in our communities don't say white privilege. We, or we don't living the life, that. period. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't use that shit. Uh, really if anything, powerful. we'll stay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if y'all use it, that's fine. If you're talking to a classroom with predominantly white students and you want to use white privilege, bro, that's on you. Yeah. Uh, and I think it showed a level of woke maturity, right? that if he was a little bit more mature in his understanding of how white supremacy actually works, he could have navigated teaching this lesson in a different way where ultimately he probably would have been able to keep his job. He mm. could have taught this information without actually using that phrase white privilege because there's, there's ways to teach that, but you can present examples of different groups by showing data on different economic standards. You can you can show how homelessness, you can show, you know, World War II veterans coming back in the GI Bill. There's ways that you could actually demonstrate it privilege that I despise using that term. You could have demonstrated that without putting yourself behind the bullseye. You could have you could have been successful in doing that. But again, you're a white male who, you know, you, when y'all get I mean, a hair up y'all ass, y'all, you know, y'all I mean, go to the wall. How, you, how, how, do you, how do you give him a compliment? How do you give well, him kudos? Okay. No, because I want to be fair to him. Like, yo, you took a risk here. I want to acknowledge the fact that you did take a risk. You did I mean, put something I mean, on the line here. Yeah, something that black folks can't afford to do. Yeah, I mean, he's right. been doing it for a while, you know. Um, I, and and like, something tells me that he probably was kind of navigating these different issues Probably in the ways you're suggesting, but maybe, maybe he was it wasn't getting, moving fast maybe, enough. Yeah, yeah maybe he wasn't getting, he wasn't getting, he wasn't getting the, the response he wanted from the class or not enough of it. And maybe he was like, you know what, fuck it, white privilege. And I, I, you know, I, maybe I, 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 don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I know some good I, teachers. I know some who find very clever ways of doing things. So no, I can sometimes they adjust things. Sometimes they get frustrated no, with their own, with their own methods. I, I think part of it really does because the dude has been teaching since 05. 05. So he's been having these conversations with for different levels and different minds for, for a long time. However, the world in 2005 and the world of 2021, they are they're almost night and day at this point. Yeah. We in our society, in American society, have become hyper-vigilant, hyper-active, hyper- attentive to it to issues like this one so in 05 07 2010 he could have said white privilege and probably gotten away with it without any sort of backlash but in 2021 making these same comments or having these discussions 
has become such an issue of contention because it's become a political and a social wedge. We're going to look at the more liberal New Hampshire. And liberal New Hampshire is now trying to pass a bill that would do basically a teacher's loyalty act, which basically forced teachers to say if they are loyal yep. to the United States to avoid teaching subjects that would make their students feel some sort of way about the United States. This is in liberal New Hampshire that voted for Obama twice. Just want to throw that out. <laughs> That they are scared. I mean, I'm I'm just saying that. that no, 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 no. I agree. For how they, it's a loyalty act. They use the word loyalty. Yes, they use yeah, yeah. loyalty. Well, it's not surprising though, right? It's, it's not surprising at all. To the to the, to the extent that what the person that's proposing this bill was asked the question about the content that could be taught by a teacher and how Tell you them. can avoid. How can you avoid having these conversations about history, history specifically, and not be able to talk about these things? And he gave the example of the three-fifths compromise. And she yep. gave some long-winded nonsense about the Irish and Indians and some other nonsense. And was like, well, the reason why the three-fifths compromise was really put together was because the the uh, our forefathers recognized how terrible slavery was, and it was on its way out, and they were trying to use it. Anybody that knows history, period, knows that that's some bullshit. And that Dufus compromise is an inherent position for racism and slavery in this country. Point blank, hands down. You know, But this is legislation that people are trying to pass. You know, oh, no, this, it's this, getting passed, right? It, like, it's, that's very, it's, it's, on, it's on the cusp right now. They'll be voting on it in a more, of days, And this and is something that, that we, was happening in New Hampshire, something that we probably would have expected that would have taken place in the south in tennessee right? somewhere else yep yep but now that we're seeing it in a liberal quote unquote but again like like the great dylan rodriguez says that when black folks begin to make any sort of progress there has to be a white reconstruction and that is exactly what we're seeing taking place like critical race theory which is the literal hernia on white people's asses these days is not something that black people in general were familiar with until tom and karen brought it to the damn school board meetings like it wasn't something that we were even interested in and until this day when i'm doing organizing motherfuckers don't give a no one's talking about critical critical race race theory. theory like but this is the the stuff but I try to hip the people in the community to it because even if we're not talking about it, white folks are looking to build legislation around it. And when they do, it ultimately weaponizes and prevents us from having other discussions. Like, yeah. So, so again, I mean, this is not surprising. And to be fair to him, He's been someone who's been an educator for a long time. Anybody who knows an educator or or has been an educator knows how difficult it is to do that work. So he's been doing it from 2005. So he's gone from Trayvon in 2012 to Mike Brown. So he's seen all of this progression and probably in his early stages of his career, he expected the system to be one way. Like, Oh my God, they have to convict this dude. And he began to see like so many others that this system does not give a fuck about poor, primarily black and Brown people. It just doesn't. So I applaud him for that. But I think in his honesty, he would also acknowledge that him doing this was a demonstration of what his privilege i'm sure he would probably say that i can actually do this but malik and tyrone and jose can never get rid of this shit. Mm. so this is why i'm doing it because they could not so he gets some kudos for that shit. i can dig it i can dig it <laughs> l what do we have next man so i mean we're transitioning from patriotism to loyalty to <laughs> I mentioned uh, to this new thing, and it's not necessarily new. Uh, 
it's deeply frustrating, right? So here's this thing. The House passed the NDAA. The NDAA is the National Defense Authorization Act. It's a bill that typically is where the Department of Defense and the Department of Energy get their funding, where they get their budget. So they were actually asking for 700 and I think 700 initially, $740 billion. <laughs> they actually got 770 plus billion dollars. So when we think about asking for universal health care, we talk about the <laughs> eviction crisis, we talk about ending homelessness, when we talk about, you know, doing all of the things for people in need, what's the number one reason that they say that they can't do We don't it? got money for that, my guy. We don't have the money for that. But then they turn around and not only give them the $740 billion that they're asking for. Give them more than what they ask for. Without I'm going to throw you up. an extra $25 billion on top of that to make sure that you guys have 13 additional brand new battleships, right? And the United States government, the United States military has the largest fleet in the world. So on top of them already having the largest fleet, we're going to give them an additional 10 brand new battleships. But hold on, let's not stop there. Well, let's that new forget. top gun. Before you, before you forget, it's funny because they don't just pull this budget out of thin air. They talk oh, to no. the talk to these higher oh, ups, yeah. ask them, what do you think you need to be you, able to do which your job? You need to do budget. your job. So if you're going to get the budget, they give you the budget, and then they're going to give you more money <laughs> than you than you asked for? It's like, no, we really yeah. only need $250 billion. Like, yeah, keep the rest of it. Oh, no, no, no. no. You we need gotta more make sure than we that. Look like we support the troops. We can't hear that shit. Like, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, got, yeah. I, got, I got campaigns to run, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to say that I, we built a ship in our area. We, 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 did something for the, we did something for the vets, even though we know they ain't doing it anyway. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, so the, the, the fascinating part about it is it, next year, the new Top Gun, I think Top Gun 2 is coming out with Tom Cruise, right? right. And in this movie... They're going to be flying an updated version of the jets that they were fighting in the first Top Gun. Right, These right. new jets are the jets that in this new budget that they're getting money for are going to be the ones that are going to get the advertisement in the war porn Top mm -hmm. Gun that they're going to be shown. And it's a fascinating relationship between Hollywood and the United States military, right? So when movies like, even Transformers, for instance, when Transformers came out and they wanted to use all of this military equipment, they actually had to either rent or buy that military equipment from the military to use. So in those moments, the military will introduce new technology and put it in these movies to get who more comfortable with seeing it? Us. Mm -hmm. And it's data that shows that when drones first made it into our psyche, into our mentality, we first saw them in movies before we actually saw them in war-torn countries. You're right. I dig it. I but dig it's just, it. it's just, and, and, and I know this is this is where I I don't I want to be as fair as possible in looking at it, but we have a, a, a democratic president, right? We have a Dem House, we have a Dems, but this was one of those things where the squad, all these other people had the opportunity to actually do something to say, hold on, time out. No, 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 no. This we're not going to do this. This is something, this is a bill. That whenever it comes up, it always passes, right? We know it's ultimately going to pass. But this was an opportunity for us, the people, to get something from this. And all we got was, this is the, the brilliant part about it, the brilliant part about it, rather. Much of the funding is going to go to companies that are in Norfolk, Newport News, 
all of these defense companies and who works at these defense companies primarily in those areas? Black and brown people. Black folks, right? Black and brown folks. So this is going to be in that capacity good for us, but it's not going to be good for places like Palestine, Africa. I give it to it's, it's it's just such an insidious thing because 770 plus billion dollars is being given to ultimately keep us in a state of dominance when we have all of these human right issues taking place in our country they say it would take probably about 25 to 30 billion dollars to end or put a system in place that would ultimately end homelessness in America that extra twenty five that you, bro. I, I just, I, nah. I, I trust me. I, I, I dig it. I think to to be fair, to be fair, this thing usually does pass unanimously. It always passes. It always does. It, it, it does. It does. It does. But in this case, there were a total of sixty people overall. Seventy. It was three sixty three to seventy. Right. Majority Democrats. A couple of Republicans saying that they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where I feel kind of awkward about that because I know some of the squad were members of those folks that said that they wouldn't want to do it. But the problem becomes, you know, that this bill will pass unanimously. So then your sustaining ends up looking like you're not taking any risk unless you come out and say any real and say some real shit. Right. And And that's where I have. Yeah. And that's where I have my, 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 my druthers with it. I think one of the more interesting parts about that is that they're going to allocate, I think part of that additional monies is $20 billion is going to go to a study about Afghanistan, Afghanistan. and our removal from Afghanistan. $25 yeah. billion dollars to a stu- billion study dollars how we remove ourselves from Afghanistan. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's just like 10, uh, HR 10 and HR 1040, right? The study for reparations is the same thing. It's another study putting in place to actually study whether something actually happened when there's clear evidence in 20 plus years that we were there that we made shit drastically we, we fucked up some shit. Yeah. I don't like that we fucked up some shit. Yeah. Plain blank, plain and simple. Mm. Yeah. But see, and, and part of it is, and another component is not just the international component when mm. we talk about this with, with AFRICOM and Palestine and, mm-hmm. you know, the dome in Israel, the defense dome and all those components. It's another thing. It's, it's you know, the 1033 program. The 1033 program is a program where the military provides excess weaponry and equipment to local law Law enforcement, enforcement. right? So when you see, when you saw it in Ferguson with Mike Brown, that's where it really got televised and got publicity. When the SWAT team showed up and essentially the same equipment that they were riding down the streets in, in Afghanistan, people began to question what the hell is going on. So what takes place is the military, when they have excess weaponry and equipment and they're ready to get rid of, they literally give it to local law enforcement. And these local law enforcement agencies know that this is a possibility, so they go get it. So a lot of times, and the worst part is that it's even these small municipalities. Small I don't know why municipalities. In Tennessee, has armored a truck. Has a have some armored armored truck. For what? That's the whole point. Listen, it's like you know that the government's getting. It's an intimidation. It's an intimidation. T- an intimidation tactic, right? Facts. So when they sh- when we have these protests and these rallies in our community to, you know, talk about the injustice as the police has done to our community. These motherfuckers can literally go in the garage and come out with a tank yep. and military weaponry to intimidate us to get off the block to do our actual, you know what I mean? Our right. So it's that's all this new money that's going to the Department of Defense for new equipment. That means old equipment is coming to the hood. I forget what the bill was that actually helped that to pass, but Bush pushed it and then Obama continued it essentially they were giving these decommissioned equipment in an effort to stop terrorism that was the primary that was that was a prime that was what they said i agree is it just in case because we look at new york city and what happened in new york after 9 11 got a lot of people butt shook and they were like okay Mm -hmm. we're going to start doing these things and to start 
implementing and pushing this equipment out, even decommissioned or not, into these different areas. If our local law enforcement need it, we want them to be able to respond to a terrorist attack in a timely fashion with equipment that would, quote unquote, help them to, to, be, to be advantageous, for lack of a better description. And actually, to be to be clear, it was it was. I, I don't see Al Qaeda coming to PG. No, it was Bill Clinton and see... Vice President Joe Biden who actually did this. Yeah. Are, are you sure? Yep. Okay. 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 Nineteen ninety-seven. Nineteen ninety-seven. NDAA. Bill Clinton and who? Joe who? Crime Bill Joe is still at it. The biggest left behind in history. But do you realize, man, that the American government has over 900 bases in foreign countries? Like, yeah. 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 We just spent $770 billion, bruh, on new, and, and again, a large part of that money, to be to be clear, to be a large clear, part of that fair, money, of to be fair, is, is going to building the equipment, but it's also going to go to service men and women. Like they're going to actually just actually two point, a, two point three, a two point three uh, yeah. percent increase in their wages. I don't know what in their wages, but, but it's a race. I, and it goes, you got, you're getting bereavement now. If you lose a child, true, something true, that you didn't true, get before. True, true, so there true, are components true. to it that are going to be beneficial. But the, again, the necessary the overwhelming money, the overwhelming majority of this money is going to defense contractors. Let's be upfront yeah. and read about it. That's where the money yeah, is. Lockheed Martin, Boeing. Yep. Bro, yep, the motherfuckers is popping the champagne right yeah. now. Helsing. They are. Helsing and yep. Mr. Beck. Yep. And you can't have you can't have an increase in war equipment without what? Without war. War. And remember, war is big business. Big, so you big, see big, it in the news, man. You see us poking the bear, fooling with folks that we need to leave the hell alone. The but U.S. just told China we're not coming to the Winter Olympics and forced all these other countries to get out too. This is and China should have been just like this. Okay. Well, China's China's pissed off. That's the reason why a lot of these yeah. Chinese stocks that were doing really well, all of a sudden now they start falling apart. It's it's going to be an issue because the U.S. was the first one. You're not going to tell me that Joe Biden didn't stick it. Oh, you know damn well others are coming, bro. Because the U.K. already said they're not coming. A whole bunch of other Western countries are like, yeah, we're not attending this Chinese Winter Olympics. The Olympics is big money. This type of shit can actually cause a war. They're Like you said, they're poking the fucking bear right now, dog. So it's insidious, man. It's scary. It's scary. It is. It is. I just hope people begin to pay attention to this, man, because it's and begin to ask questions, right? Because again, this is something that every time it comes up, always passes. I think it's I want to say it's 60 years that this has been something continuously that's coming. So for 60 years, there's always passed, right? Mm -hmm. But take an opportunity to actually go online and Google it, NDAA 2022, and there's a PDF that you can actually look at that outlines all of the information that they're willing to share <laughs> that that money is going, going to. to. So it's it's something to see, man. It's 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 fascinating, bro. But yeah. they only wanted seven hundred and and forty, and they gave these motherfuckers an extra yeah, twenty five billion off the top, bro. In the midst, of, in the midst of an eviction crisis, in the midst of a pandemic, <laughs> right? Yep. Defense yep. gets the most money. Where they told you they they didn't we didn't have any money to they, they told they didn't you didn't have no money to these small businesses. They said they were running out of these small business loan money or whatever that they weren't going to be able to give it anymore. Every budget, wow. the, the defense, bro, and I dig it. I mean, and to, to be fair, right? To, to to if you have a an empire, you have to have a strong quote unquote military. I mean. You have to have a strong military to defend it. I'm, I'm not making excuses for it, but I'm, I'm just saying, say logically, it makes sense. But I hate it. Right. I hate it to my core because, right. again, I'm watching people suffer and struggle when we are building newer bombs and battleships and airplanes to go to foreign countries to do the same shit there that we've done to other countries 
while we're still struggling here. But hey, God bless America, right? I mean, we're, wa we're watching whole institutions where they're like education. Facts. You know, Facts. Um, I've heard about how, how, you know, how detrimental this time away um, from classes uh, is for the for the little ones, especially. Yep. Yeah. You know, and yep. you know, and, 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 and with the right funding, you could facilitate, you know, much more interactive virtual classes and a mix of virtual and in person. You know, and yep, they you know, could. Funding has always been an issue, and they're going to tell you. They got no money for that, bro. They got no money. The testing technology for these for these schools, you know, that, that could you know that could keep them open or. Uh, what did Pac say? Pac said it clear, right? They got money for war, but can't feed the poor. Warren? You've been full of some damn quotables tonight, dog. I don't know what you. I'm telling you, drink that Crown Royal. Somebody, bro. I told you, man. Listen, message, <laughs> message from one, message from one of the homies. He's like, "Don't worry, Elgin. I drink Crown Royal too. You ain't got to lie." <laughs> oh, listen, man. I'm gonna bring that Elijah Craig bottle up here next time and let us sit right Shut here. Up. Up. Let's Let's <laughs> All right, right about now is the time where we'd like to give you little tidbits of news or words of wisdom that you can take with yourself into the week. Crush, what's up, man? Man, I just want to send a shout out to my uh, to my crew, the amphibians. We have our new single coming out on December 10th, which will be tomorrow, uh, called Grand Scheme. And the video will be out on YouTube. I'm very proud of our campaign efforts to get that together. Uh, with that out, with the following album coming out in January. So uh, please check us out at AMPHBNS on YouTube and look for Grand Scheme coming out tomorrow on December 10th. No doubt. L, what's up, man? Man, I just want to, I actually want to highlight a book as we were talking about that, uh, that white teacher uh, who the white privilege shit early in the show book john brown mm. abolitionist mm. Uh, infamous phenomenal phenomenal book man it's almost 500 pages man but it is phenomenal uh this is the type of ally these are the type of white allies that we need need yeah, yeah. we need john browns bro we yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna be one <laughs> you better be you gotta be one dog go all yeah. the way yeah john all the way John Brown was a was a get down or lay down, uh, Joe. Yeah, lay down, bro. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. So, uh, what's up, up man. It's good shit. No bullshit. Good stuff, man. I appreciate it. Uh, what's up for me this week, man? Is uh, just talking about financial awareness, man. As I'm getting older, trying to get in, I see my. I was talking to my wife as we're both attempting to find new employment. Not that we're unemployed, folks, because I don't want so many anybody calling me talking about do they need to start uh, His a, wife a, a ain't going for that. His wife is nah, not letting nah, John none be that. None of that. None of that bullshit. She put that boy on a pole if that was the case. So, <laughs> <laughs> nigga, if you see me outside shaking that shit, man, mind your motherfucking business. You know what's happening. His wife knows. <laughs> You're right. My wife knows what's happening. No, but as I'm looking at it and I'm seeing me in my 40s now and I'm seeing my retirement like right around the fucking corner, I'm trying to put my financial well being and health into overdrive. Uh, mm. I know that there are tons of programs that you can get into that can help you to learn about investing. We had, of course, I know Elgin hates it, but we had the great Chris Sane on the show that talked about investing in stocks and stock options and so on. But there are other folks like, I, I forget the gentleman's name, but you put me on to him and I think he's incredible too. Uh, Bare Knuckle Finance. That was oh, talking, about, boy. talking about ways that folks yeah. can actually, with the little bit of money that they have, be able to make smart investments, which is incredible. So I think we'll put some of these things, show notes, uh, we'll put some of the, the links and things of that nature into the show notes. But just to put that forth for you guys to keep in mind that there are ways for you guys to build generational wealth, try and get out of the rat race, and, and just live a healthier financial life because Lord knows we're no one wants to grow old and be stuck behind the eight ball, man. So. Crush, oh, where can folks find you if they want to find you? That's what I'm talking about. Nigga, don't make me fucking beat your ass. <laughs> well, Y'all can find me uh, as usual on Instagram at SP Methods or uh, over on the, uh, on the Amphibians page at AMPHBNS or, of course, at the Orange Crush with a K. Uh, T H E O R A N G E K R U S H. No doubt. 
L, where can folks find you, man? Man, you can find me at your local McDonald's trying to scratch up with them McRibs, bro. You know, I'm not my joke. I'm sorry. Let me let me let me pull that back. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want none of us black folks going out there to get that pork, bro. I, I'm sorry. Stay away from that shit. That shit ain't pork. <laughs> no, that shit ain't pork. It's, it's, it's pork. Serious. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but seriously, man, you can find me on all social media platforms, man. At Elgin Bailey. Uh, don't be afraid. Come through. <laughs> I told you niggas be afraid, man. Like, on one hand, you be giving folks compliments, and they're like, blah, give it in the back. Right now, bow. One hand, 12 gauge, one hand, other hand. I know. I'm a pimp hand and a 12 gauge. Pick one. Pick one. Which one you want? <laughs> And I'm Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore In the Black. And I want to thank you guys once again for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to kick it with us, and we appreciate it. Make sure you follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST. We're active on Twitter and Instagram now, man. So if you don't see us on YouTube or if you're not checking out the show, come through we're over there so and uh yeah, no bullshit check much you go to our website check out past episodes of our show at www.intheblackpodcast.com make sure you go to the youtube subscribe like all that other stuff but as always until next time informed intelligent in the black, in the black. peace